Gail Trotter, a conservative voice for you, right inside our nation's capital. Legal and political analysis. Now, The Gail Trotter Show. Hi, I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. Thank you so much for joining me. We on this show have been covering the General Michael Flynn case very carefully, and there has been so much going on in the last couple of weeks. This man has been enduring government persecution for three years, and this is the latest development in the General Michael Flynn case. I have before me the motion by General Flynn's attorneys to try and get a writ of mandamus from the court that is the appeal court, the higher court from the court that's actually hearing his case right now. It's a 40-page document, and I want to break it down for you today. It's a lot of legalese, but there's so many gems in this motion that I want to share with you. And I have three points about this that I want to share with you. The most important point is that, as the motion says, an innocent man has been the target of a vendetta by politically motivated officials at the highest level of the FBI. I recently had the opportunity to watch the Godfather movies with my family during quarantine, and the use of the word vendetta makes me think of Sicily and just the complete lack of abiding by the rule of law and just this idea that there are people that you hate that have done you wrong, and you go out there and you do whatever you can do to make their life miserable. So I love the fact that this motion by General Flynn's attorneys talks about this vendetta by politically motivated officials at the highest level of the FBI. So when we dig into this motion, we're seeing that the lawyers for General Flynn are essentially making three points. First, they're targeting the behavior of the highest levels of the FBI. These were not rogue agents. This was Jim Comey, Andy McCabe, who was the next highest up, Peter Strzok, and Lisa Page. And that's point one. The second point is that the judge overseeing General Flynn's case, he's supposed to be a neutral arbiter. He's supposed to be the guy calling balls and strikes. And yet he is engaging in really egregious and terrible behavior, which the motion lays out for us. And thirdly, this case is not just important for General Flynn and the Trump administrations and Trump administration and all voters, but it really calls into question the separation of powers. The reason we have such a successful form of government, even though we all complain about it, and we all have issues with our form of government, is because we have this beautiful system set up by the founders of America. They decided, the founding fathers decided, looking at all the political philosophy that was going on around the world at that time, reaching back into ancient Greece, understanding the constitutional, non-constitutional system of Britain, contrasting that with the political governments that were in charge of Europe at that time, they decided that a separation of powers this checks and balances would be the most important thing to secure posterity and the pursuit of happiness to the generations that followed them. So they vested all of the executive power in the executive branch. 
They invested all of the legislative power in the legislative branch, and they invested the judicial power into the judiciary. So when you see one branch trying to usurp the powers of another branch, that's a problem not only for General Flynn, but for all Americans, and it calls into question our very system of government. So let me dig into this for you a little bit. You might remember in prior episodes, we talked about the horrendous behavior of the FBI. And the motion talks about this, how James Comey went on television and bragged about how he decided to violate the policies and the procedures of the FBI and the Department of Justice. And as memos revealed, they were trying to get General Flynn to lie so they could either prosecute him or get him fired. Mind you, this is the person that President-elect Donald Trump had selected to be his national security advisor. So he's at the very top of the hierarchy, making sure that Americans' national security is protected and that we are safe from uh, problems with foreign, foreign powers and so that he is able to give the advice to Donald Trump to make the best decisions that he can as president. So this was Donald Trump's pick. And we discussed in prior episodes about how uh, General Flynn knew where the bodies were buried. And because of that, the Obama administration and the top people at the FBI did not want him in the White House because they were afraid that General Flynn would be able to reveal all this nonsense Russian collusion hoax that they had been pushing out there essentially to make sure that Donald Trump did not win the election and to make sure that once the shocking thing happened that Trump was elected, that he would be only a one-term president and he would be a very ineffective one-term president at that. So think about that with the FBI and what I was talking about how FBI director, this is not a low-level agent who is going rogue or you know doesn't understand the rules, but the FBI director violated the policy and the procedure. They came up with a pretext reason to interview General Flynn. We remember that there was this closing memorandum that said there was no derogatory information that was found about General Flynn from the opening of the counterintelligence investigation of General Flynn in August of 2016 for four months. They were going to close that investigation. And we saw James Comey bragged about how he sent agents over there because he didn't think that there was a lot of cohesion in the transition between the Obama administration and the Trump administration. And he failed to notify the Department of Justice until the agents were already on their way to interview General Flynn at the White House. He failed to notify, he chose, not just failed, he chose not to notify the White House that FBI agents were gonna interview General Flynn. And they decided not to give General Flynn warnings. And the motion makes the point that Peter Strzok, who was one of the two FBI agents who interviewed General Flynn at the White House on January 17th, they did not just have this report of the interview, which is called a 302. They revised it, they edited it. Information came out that is said in the motion that Peter Strzok said he was trying to get the tone of the other agent who was at the interview. and. Even given all of that, they were trying to massage the 302 about what transpired in the interview. So you see this terrible, terrible behavior of the government, and the motion says it doesn't just stop with the FBI. 
It also included the prosecutor, Brandon Van Grock, who was on loan. He was on special duty from the Mueller investigation, and he did not turn over information that would have helped General Flynn to really understand what the case was against him and to be able to understand that the federal government had no case against General Flynn because no crime had been committed. And this just shows it wasn't just limited bad behavior at the FBI, it crossed over to the prosecutor's office. So the motion goes into the fact that the uh, whole investigation was reviewed by Jeffrey Jensen, who in going through all this documentation realized that evidence hadn't been turned over to General Flynn's attorneys so they could make a proper defense for him, that he didn't have effective assistance of counsel, that no crime had been committed, that even the materiality issue of the crime was the fact that there was no predicate on the interview of General Flynn at the White House in the first place. So you see continuing malfeasance or bad behavior by the FBI, which is crossed over into how the prosecution worked of General Flynn, and the motion lays this out so perfectly. But that's not all. Then we get into the bad behavior of the judge. You look at Judge Emmett Sullivan. He had this outburst in court on the day of the original day of sentencing of General Flynn. And he asked the prosecutors, have you considered charging General Flynn with treason? That is like so different in terms of a criminal offense between making false statements to the FBI or to the government to treason, which means selling out your country, which is exactly what Judge Emmett Sullivan said in public court when he knew that reporters were watching this and they were going to broadcast it around the world. So poor General Flynn, who was a 33-year combat veteran who risked his life in service of his fellow countrymen and this country, he had to hear Judge Emmett Sullivan accuse him of treason. And Judge Sullivan upbraided General Flynn and said he was so disgusted by his behavior and, you know, he thought, how could you sell your country? And it had no relation to the facts of the case, which is laid out in this motion by General Flynn's lawyers. So a judge is supposed to be a neutral arbiter. A judge, as Chief Justice Roberts said during his confirmation hearings before the Senate Judiciary Committee, a judge is supposed to be an umpire calling balls and strikes, not being up at bat, not being on the ball field, and yet we see that Judge Emmett Sullivan is not satisfied that the defendant, General Flynn, and the government have decided that because of this egregious, terrible behavior by the FBI, by the prosecutor, by the prosecution, that they're gonna dismiss the case, they're gonna dismiss it with prejudice so that he can never be prosecuted for this again. Judge Emmett Sullivan is saying, hey coach, put me in, put me in. He's not willing to play the part that he has been assigned to play, which is to be the neutral arbiter and to protect the rights of an American citizen and to make sure that the prosecution has done its proper job.
So General Flynn, an innocent man who has committed no crime, has been dragged through three years of abuse. He has faced financial ruin. He has been threatened with prosecution of his son, who is also innocent. He has seen his reputation completely trashed in the media around the world. He has been a victim of a political vendetta against him, and more importantly, against the man that he served, President Trump. And so going back to Judge Sullivan, he wants to become the prosecutor. So he has appointed friends of the court, third parties who have nothing to do with the case to come in and file reasons why this case should be continued against General Flynn. And if that were not bad enough, he specifically named John Gleason, who just recently co-authored an op-ed in the Washington Post, which was very biased. We went into this in a previous episode. He said that the motion to dismiss the case against General Flynn reeked of political bias. He brought in the Roger Stone case. He brought in the census case. And he doesn't think John Gleason is publicly on the record saying that the motion against uh, General Flynn to dismiss or in favor of General Flynn to dismiss the charges should not be granted, that this case should not stop. So how mind boggling is it that Emmett Sullivan, who's supposed to be the neutral arbiter between the two parties, the government and General Flynn, and both parties have said there's no case or controversy anymore. He's saying, no, I think the prosecution is doing it wrong. I'm gonna be the prosecutor, essentially. And he is defying the court precedent of the court right above him, the Court of Appeals, and more importantly, the Supreme Court, which two weeks ago decided in a unanimous nine to zero decision a very similar issue, saying that courts, judges cannot decide to step in if they think that the prosecutor is being too lenient and decide that they're going to change the rules of the game. They're going to add other charges. So we see that in this case, too. Not only is Judge Emmett Sullivan not granting this pro forma request, this ministerial request to dismiss the charge against General Flynn because there was no crime and because of the prosecution and the FBI, the outrageous behavior they forced on General Flynn in concocting this entire thing in the first place. But also, not only is he not doing that motion to dismiss like that and ending this man's agony, unjust agony for three years, and not only is he bringing in third parties, people in the legal profession who have it out for Trump and therefore have it out for General Flynn, but he appointed a particular partisan, John Gleason, who has publicly stated that where he thinks that this case should go. And so you think about that and you think, why is this judge doing this? He's hoping to drag it out through November, through the next election, and maybe Maybe Joe Biden will be elected and the Department of Justice will reverse what it's doing right now. People have suggested this. People speculate this. I don't know if it's true, but it makes a lot of sense because otherwise, why would Judge Sullivan want to do this? The third really important part of this motion 
by General Flynn's lawyers makes the point that Judge Emmett Sullivan in trying to take the role of the prosecutor is violating a fundamental principle of our system of government, which is the separation of powers. So the judiciary, which he is part of as a judge in a court, part of the judicial branch, he is not supposed to be the prosecutor. The prosecutorial discretion and all the powers related to that are vested, are put in, are charged to the executive branch. So when he tries to take over being a prosecutor, and not only that, in this case, he's saying that the uh, person that he appointed, John Gleason, should consider whether there should be contempt of court charges and perjury charges against uh, against General Flynn. So not only is he saying, I don't accept what the prosecutors are doing, he's also saying, we should add in more. We should consider adding in different charges against General Flynn. So it is just completely outrageous. And I think that everyone should understand what's at stake here. The fact that a man who is a 33-year combat vet an innocent man who committed no crime and is the victim of this political vendetta against President Trump and anybody who's in his circle, you should take this very, very seriously. It is personally very upsetting to me. And when you think about General Flynn and his family and what he sacrificed for this country, no one should have to go through that. We don't live in communist Soviet Union. We don't live in the communist Chinese uh, Republic. We live in America and we have a system of government for a purpose. We have the presumption of innocence. We have all these checks and balances. And if we allow this to go on, it is an outrage and is something that should not stand. So I sincerely hope that this motion by General Flynn's attorneys to the higher court that oversees General Su uh, Judge Sullivan's court, that they accept this and they tell Judge Sullivan, you grant that motion to dismiss the charges against General Flynn and this motion also asks that Judge Sullivan be completely taken off this case so that if anything ever comes up again, someone who has shown himself to be so biased against this defendant will not have any part of any further uh, bothering of General Flynn. I think that this is a slam dunk case and it is clear that anybody who has been following this at all Regardless of what side of the political spectrum you are, Democrat or Republican, I would never want to see this done to anyone that I disagreed with politically. And I would hope that liberals and Democrats would feel the same way. Because if we can't agree on that, what can we agree on? Thank you so much for watching me. I hope you will subscribe so you don't miss a single weekday episode. Hit the bell and comment down below on what topics you would like me to cover next. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also, follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.